Let me tell you why you're here. You're here because you know something. What you know you can't explain, but you feel it. You felt it your entire life. Hats, Brendo. Hey, Gan. It's always that way around. Why is it with us? That wasn't pre-planned, but it's always that way around. Uh, because I hit record. You don't. Uh, okay. That's that's. Okay. Ex- you know, like you get you get two some on a tail on the telly. They always stand on the same side. No, they do. They always left to right. The way they say it, they always stand left to right. The way you read a book. Oh, okay, all right. So there you go. Well, maybe yeah, we're right. sitting in the wrong chairs. I don't know. Maybe. Um, how are you? Pretty good. Pretty good. Freezing. No, it's not too bad tonight. I don't think. Are you cold? Yeah. Yeah, all right. Anyway, um, we have a guest. We do have a guest. Introduce him. Michael. How are you? Do you want to be Michael or do you want to be happy being Michael on the pod? I've I've always been Michael, so I can continue that way. Okay, cool. Um, Michael from Volpe, but um, we've also got, you've also just had a, oh, you you, you introduce yourself and tell tell us um, what's just been happening recently, if you don't mind. Um, what's been happening? I, I had a, t- a Twitter thread and um, CK from Bitcoin Magazine asked me to go a bit deeper into that. So I, I wrote a bit of an article on anti-fragility um, and that came out today. So probably not many people have read it. Um, we have. Yeah, I, we have. Yeah. It's good. You have? Yeah. yeah. You got the advanced preview. So. Yeah. No, it is good and it's quite, um, you're quite varied. You've got quite a varied skill set. Um, I, I do a lot. I do a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but from terms of the, from the work type of work that you're doing, but then what you're doing, uh, you know, more locally with your sort of um, resilience type stuff. Um, and now I was just reading through it, and it was like, yeah, you've obviously been. You're a Bitcoiner waiting for Bitcoin, right? Um, it just maybe pretty much, yeah, yeah. And then it's come along. So where did it, where did the where did you come in, and and how did you how did you find it, and how did you work out that it met with a lot of your other thought processes in life um yeah so it was like late 2016 early 2017 um a news article sort of thing popped up and i I think i had heard of it before that but um just wrote it off a bit as as everyone does and um yeah so around that time news article popped up and it, it, it just intrigued me a bit more and started tumbling down the rabbit hole did the shitcoining thing a little bit. Um, I was always sceptical of that and it, it just didn't sit right with me. And I think the the more I, I read into Bitcoin, the, the more it just felt, you know, hey, this is this is this is right. This is what I've been looking for. Um, yeah. So the shitcoin side so of it, things it just you... kind of clicked. Sorry. Um, yeah, so the shitcoin side of things you you sort of had a, you came in as a, you know, most people come in as a, oh, this is a potential for this, for this thing to go up. And we're not actually thinking about, you know, changing the world at that point. But, um, but the, and the, but the shit kind of thing just didn't, it just never sat well with you. It just, or what, what was the, what was the, um, what was the apprehension there? What made you realize and, or was it a person or a book or a, or an event that made you sort of realize that this is, this is, you know, it's this whole shit apart from this thing? Yeah, I mean, I, I was, you know, in, in the trading group and learning about TA and all of that sort of stuff. And and that side of things kind of interested me. Um, 
but I, I just saw a lot of people losing a lot of money and, and putting in a lot of money and having no idea what they were doing and, and that sort of stuff. Um, so I, I could just see that it was leading to a place where people were going to get wrecked. Um, and, and that's exactly what happened over, you know, 2018, 2019. So um, did you have someone um, to kind of coach you away from the shit coins or did you come to that own, your own conclusion? About. Um, no, I, I, I think I really decided that on, on my own. Um, like I was still, I was in this, this group and that sort of thing and they were all doing their trades and, and whatnot. And I was paying attention, but just went, you know, that's, that's not really a place that I want to be putting my money. Um, and it's, yeah, I don't know. It was just a feeling, um, I, I'm I'm pretty skeptical about a lot of things, and that was that was one of them. So you gradually just yeah, just you, you whittle down to one, like most of us have, I guess. Um, it's yeah, a, it, yeah. And it seems to resonate with people that who are generally um, cynical or skeptical. Anyway, yeah. So yeah. people are just not willing to accept the given answer. Yeah, like, or they have to at without least without investigating without, or without yeah doing like some level research. of critical thought. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, so um, and, yeah, and so I guess your background and uh, and the background to the article, uh, which is called "What Be- Becoming Anti Fragile," is that correct? Um, the, is that what you call? That's it? the title we they, had. But I think the actual full title on um, the magazine I saw yeah, today was different. Yeah, yeah. Some... Oops, <laughs> what is it? Yeah, I don't know what it was. Uh, um, <laughs> let's have a look. The working title was "Becoming Anti Fragile," but the magazine did have something longer, I think, didn't it? Yeah, but you're talking about food and community and health and fitness, all that kind of stuff, which really resonates with Bitcoiners, obviously. Yeah. Um, so your background was so there anyway. They called it. They called it um, "Becoming Anti Fragile with Bitcoin and Beyond." Okay. Oh yeah. So, so very similar. Yeah. Um. So for sorry, you, go on. Uh, sorry. So for you, you had those kind of. Um, uh, ideals and um, you know that those thought processes. So when Bitcoin came along for you, you were just like, it, it obviously just it just married up immediately. Like, was it like a click moment? Um, I, it was still it was still a learning process. Um, and even like for for a long time, I was probably skeptical about Bitcoin as well. Um, so I I did have to do a degree of learning before. You know, I I fully decided that I'll put far more money, far much more money than I should in into it, sort of thing. Um, yeah, but it it did kind of it aligned with my my principles and a lot of the stuff that I was doing already. So it probably took a lot less time than for other people. So let's. The good thing for us is that by writing the article, you've just given us a complete structure of a podcast, which is wonderful. Yeah. And if there's even there's even a, your uh, you know the uh, the bit about yourself at the top, I nearly read it. Out. I was like, oh, this is really good. I could just do that. <laughs> but um, so food, like you you have a a farm, is that right? Or yeah. a uh, yeah. what size of a yes. property are we talking about? So it's it's only eight and a half acres, mm-hmm. um, which is why, I mean. It, it is, but it's it's not as big as I'd like, and I can't do half of the stuff that I want to do. Um, so that's that's why we do a lot of vegetables because just because of the size of it. Um, 
it's it's not all usable and you know we've got creeks running through and a bit of bush and that sort of stuff so like we we actually farm on probably just under half an acre i think yep um and yeah for for that size we can like produce enough food to feed probably 40 families a week i would say vegetables so was that was that the initial goal was the initial goal to plant some veggies for yourself or were you actually trying to trying to provide for other people as well um originally we just started like yeah we just started planting stuff growing and and whatever and it, it just took off from there um we we grew more than we could use ourselves and started putting it out like out the front on a table um everyone in the street was going crazy for it and They've, you know, never got vegetables as fresh or as tasty and all that sort of stuff. Um, right. And so ev- every year from then, we just got a little bit bigger. Um, and, yeah, it So would you happened. have, obviously, you know, vegetables are seasonal and whatnot. So do you have enough produce for yourself? Do you eat seasonally? And do you have enough produce for yourselves all year round? Or is this like a period of a time? Um except for at the moment because we flooded like two weeks ago. Um, yeah. So everything's basically wiped out. But, yeah, we, we pretty much eat all year round. Um, no problems. That's amazing. And do you use it to barter with it? Like do you, you sell it on the – you put it out the front and you sell it. But do you also barter for other people's products or what do you do there? We um, – so we, we do um, what they call a Rico ring with some other local farmers. Um, and so basically it's, it's kind of like a, an online marketplace where – customers come and, and place their orders and buy from all the different farmers. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, there's people that are selling chicken and beef and eggs and all that sort of stuff. Um, so we source a lot of our stuff that we don't grow ourselves through through those farms, um, gotcha. and they're all local farmers on the coast as well. That's awesome. Sorry, I just talked myself, didn't you I? You did. <laughs> He's on the coast, everyone. <laughs> The east coast of Australia. Oh, yeah. even worse! <laughs> no. It's a big coast. It's a big coast. Um, yeah. Okay. So, sorry. So, as you say, what do you call it? A Rico ring? Yeah. Yeah. So, is that like a, you don't join? It's not like a co-op and you jointly own, but it's like a platform that you all use and you can just source from each other type thing. That is that what you mean? Yeah. That's yeah. Essentially, what it so is. So you, you still pay um, you still pay each other, but you don't. Um, yeah. But you're still you, you know that you know the other farmer and all that kind of stuff. You know there's a local person. Yeah, and um, you know they they buy from us, we buy from them, all that sort of thing. So it it works out. Um, and and we do you know there's there's farmer discounts and, and that sort of stuff. So yeah, and living the dream. Well, that's, that's awesome. That is that is great. And so how does how is that change? Was there anything like that before? Were you the first, or was like in um, your street you say the, you were the first, but like locally there was other people or? So well. As as far as like doing you know small small scale ag and and that sort of thing, there's a, quite a few other farmers around. Um, doing the Rico Ring style of stuff, um, where we're really the first on on in this area. Um, but I, I think it's a concept that, that has been imported from Europe somewhere, um, Sweden perhaps. And so yeah, they do some some pretty big Rico Rings over there. Um, Lots of farmers and people lining up for hours to get their produce. So, so, so your background is is it agricultural or, or like what? Kind no, of no. So yeah. we're 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 both 
basically self-taught farmers and um yeah i mean i'm i'm just a nerd i've i've always worked in it um just started growing and yeah we, nothing we, nothing we as a farm. kid not like no kind of you know farmy families or nah. growing families no nope. i mean my my wife she's sort of grown up on properties and had had trees and chickens and stuff like that um fruit trees but nothing um nothing serious nothing commercial or anything so if just, somebody yeah all Sorry, if, if somebody was listening to this and thinking, That's, I'd love to be able to do that, but I don't know where to start. Now, obviously, climate and whatnot, it might well vary yep. depending on where you're listening, but like, what have you, what, what's, what's a, where, where would you start? Where would somebody start to do something like that? There's there's so much stuff online um, that you can dig into, like um, Curtis Stone, for example, although I, I don't tend to agree with a lot of the stuff that he does now. Um, Is that the chef guy, the cool got- chef guy? Uh, no, this is a. Is he a Canadian? Um, Curtis. Stone? So he's a the know. urban farmer. Oh, okay. Excuse me. Um, yeah. So so he he basically started um, farming. He's, he was just on like an urban block, and he started farming in his front yard. Um, turned his lawn into a, a farm sort of thing, and then he he scaled up from that and took over other people's front yards. Um, and he would you know. He was growing lots of salad greens and stuff like that and would ride around on his bike delivering it to restaurants. Um, mm. So he he obviously farms in a, in a very different way to a lot of the commercial farms um, and it's stuff that you can do easily in a backyard or in a front yard. So that's – and he's, he's got like hundreds of hours of content online, um, you know, stuff like that. There's There's just tons of information online that you can – just watch and dig into and yeah just start growing and it it takes a while to figure things out when you're doing it on your own but it's really it's it's pretty easy to to do because yeah i suppose trial and error you'll have made hundreds of mistakes right yeah but um but that's okay because they will not do that next season or you might do next season because the weather conditions change or so whatever it is but um no, it's it's yeah. yeah, it's just um, it's so I find it so admirable, like people that can just do that as well. I mean, I think I think anybody. This isn't meant to be rude, but like I think anybody could do it. They just have to care enough. Yes, and they want to, they have to try. Yeah, but it's easier not to. You know, what oh, I mean? I, I, absolutely, easy, absolutely. But it's the it's it's sort of the. A lot, I guess it's probably a lot of time. Is it like people say? Well, the, the time commitment that's, that's involved, and I'm. They're running such busy lives, mm. you know, uh, just on the hamster wheel that they don't put any time into something. Put any time into, it. but if you start to build, I guess resilience in some in some aspects of your life, and just keep building little levels of resilience in your life, mm. all of a sudden after a period of years, you're you don't you probably don't. I mean, you tell me, but like, do you do you feel like you've got way ahead over that period, and it's just been incremental, or? Yeah, yeah. Um... I, I guess in a way we've been able to grow what we're doing quite easily because everyone else is so busy and don't they don't want to put in the time and effort to, to yeah. do this sort of thing themselves. Um, so there's such a demand. Like the stuff that we grow is is nothing like you will get in any supermarket or even if you go to, to a farmer's market, um, you, you can't get stuff that's as tasty and fresh as, as our stuff. 
and everyone tells us that. Um, and so it's it's really easy for us to sell what we grow to other people because mm. they just can't get it anywhere else. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, I, I guess over time we just keep doing what we're doing and each year we seem to get better. Um, we've, we've had tons of setbacks as well, like, for example, the other week where we flooded and everything's basically washed away and, you know, that's happened three times in the last 18 months, mm. um, which kind of sucks, but you, you just you just keep going and yeah over time like we we have for for the last few years we've been feeding ourselves um and and we don't even think about the the time and effort that we put in or anything like that anymore it's just something that we do um you know other people go and sit and watch watch tv for three hours a night and we're feeding ourselves so yeah, it's just because it just becomes a part of your life, your part of your routine. So hang just, on, wait. Yeah, so that's it. No, that's no it, time mate. for Xbox. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I, I bought a uh, PlayStation Four. I think was the last one that I bought, and I've never actually managed to get a game in there to, to play at all. <laughs> no time for Xbox. No. I, I used to be a big gamer back in the day, but um, yeah, no time. Sorry. Wow. How do you view it in terms of like the split of like what the other things that you do? Like, do you consider it to be a job or do you consider it to be just an extra income stream or do you, how do you see it? A passion project as well, yeah. I suppose. I mean, it's, it's probably all of those things. Um, it's, it's a backup plan. It's an extra income. It's, it's something I do enjoy doing to a degree. There's parts of it that, that really suck. Hmm. Um, what sucks? But, like, yeah, like what? Weeding. Oh, like, like spending an entire weekend shoveling compost. Yeah. Uh, okay. Mosquito buzzing me. Um, and yeah, like, you know, just it's stuff that's just not that fun. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's just part of life now. So I don't know. It's it's all of the above. But even it's, that. It's kind of weird, like... Um, I, I don't really see see things as work and not work. Everything that I do is somewhere in between. It's just just life. Yeah, but it, but That's... even even that, even though it sucks <clears throat> to actually do, it's still a component mm. of health and fitness. Yeah. So you're shoveling compost. You're doing this. You're working in with your hands. You're not sitting down eating a packet of chips and watching Netflix. You, you know? don't need a gym so, membership. You so, don't, no, maybe exactly. Not, so like part of the, even though it might suck or it might you might not want to do it, it's still contributing to your overall um, health and fitness, which is also part yeah, of yeah. your Randy Fraser. I mean, it's, it's definitely fitness-wise, um, doing the farm stuff is def- definitely different to, you know, going to CrossFit or whatever. Um, yeah. you, you, you tend to move a lot slower. Um it's it's a marathon, not a not a sprint sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you if you put in too much too fast while you're doing this stuff, it, it definitely burns you out. So you've got to just move slowly. But you're moving. That's the point. Well, yeah, 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 uh, yeah. I think this. You said something really interesting that you that you don't. I, I don't, I'd have to listen to it back. But it was almost like that you're. Like you don't see, you don't uh, distinguish between your work and your life and things like that. I, I'm noticing that a little bit with myself as mm. well, in that my, 
like I'm I'm choosing like I'm not like I'm super wealthy or anything. I'm not, but nobody um, knows what except for me what you do. For yeah, yeah, I know. But but um, but like I just the things that I'm doing, I'm choosing to do, and I'm, the time that I'm spending, I'm choosing to spend. Yes, okay, I still have to work enough to make to earn enough to pay whatever bills that I have, right? Yeah, yeah. But the the more you move towards that choice, it feels great. Yeah. You might be financially worse off but you don't care um because you enjoy the things that you do or you get to make a choice or make the choice to actually do yeah yeah exactly and it's it's a it's a it's a really liberating feeling and it's hard to it's very um it's an addictive feeling um you can you want more of it in in all aspects of your life just like just like and and it's not like you want i don't know i'm not i'll speak for myself michael but like like it's not that I want to make any decisions for other people, I just want to make decisions for myself and my family, mm. and, and then mm. let other people be. And I've actually probably become more tolerant of other people's opinions now too. Like, like, <laughs> no, in the sense, that, no, I don't no, mean shit coiners. I'm, I don't mean, like, I don't, yeah, I'm not tolerant of that. I just, but like, like, um, yeah, when somebody has a like has a real different belief to me on something, yeah, I'm all right. I'm kind of all right with that as long as it doesn't get in the way of my thing. Or they're not pushing theirs they're not, on you. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, well, okay. So on that, so, oh, sorry, you got a quote. Um, with all that, with the Bitcoin stuff that you're doing, do you actually have a normie day job as well? Um, uh, sort of. Yeah. Uh, so I, 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 I own a company. Um, I do do some work in that company, but really, it's not using up a lot of my time. Um, yeah. So, and that's not yeah. Bitcoin. Not yes, Bitcoin I do related. technically. Not not Vault no, Pay. No. We'll, we'll come to that. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Something else. Yeah. Okay. So it's it's like software yep. stuff. So, yeah. but again, it's um, you, you're determined and you're choosing the time that you're spending on it. You could push it harder if you wanted to. If you need feel like you needed to, maybe, or you know, is that fair? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm kind of moving away from it, and I do want to do other stuff like Vault Pay and and whatever. Um, you know, so ideally. I'd like to move more into making money from Bitcoin yep. based things um, as opposed to what I see as a fairly parasitic industry um, full of scammers and, and so forth. Yep. Um, but yeah, it, it is there. It, it pays the bills. So for now, I've got to yep. stick with it. Oh yeah. How has the, um, the farm changed your, um relationships or non not relationship with with local people like your local community like do you find you're more aware of the people you speak to the people you or or how would that, how does that work like certainly the other farmers i guess you would be um, more in touch with but yeah yeah definitely a lot with with the other farmers um probably my my wife actually goes out and does a lot of the the markets and the selling and that sort of stuff so i probably don't have as much of a connection but um everybody knows us even if we don't know them um and yeah like just over the years sort of people have come to know that you know uh, we're, we're the people that have the farm and and that sort of thing um and i i guess there's there's plenty of people that get you know really upset when like flooding and that sort of stuff happens and, and we're affected by it and then they're missing out on on what we would be 
providing for them and, and that sort of stuff. So mm. I guess we're, we're quite um, intertwined in the community more so than we would be without doing the farm. Yeah. Um, I had something else in the back of that. Um, no. I can't remember. It'll come back to me. Come back to me. Um, so you were just briefly touching as well on the health and fitness side of that. It was in your article too. So what is what is your routine there, and how does that? How does the I guess how does the farming help help or complement that? And and what else do you do? Um, usually, um, with the farming, it kind of <laughs> it, it it hinders, especially if there has been like you know a big weekend of shoveling compost or whatever. Yeah. Um, pretty pretty knackered after that, and can't really put in that much in the gym. Um, I tend to, I, I'm training CrossFit at the moment, um, which started up again uh, I don't know, a couple of months ago. Um, oh, here I am drinking water. Sorry, oh, we're man. on the wine. Sorry, Sorry man. man. By all means, if you want to you want to stop this and go get yourself a yeah. beer, by well, all means, you do that. Welcome to Two Bit Idiots. <laughs> no, no, it's all good. Um, so I'll, I'll be up at 4.30 in the morning. And off to CrossFit, so yeah, see, that's the I'll, I'll stay with the water. Yeah, so what? That's a five AM um, start, is it? Yeah, yeah, yep. Five AM. That's it. And then back back home. Um, back home at about six thirty, and then how how long have you been doing CrossFit? The rest of the day. Um, oh, I I started like originally in two thousand and thirteen, I think. Oh shit, um, that's pretty good. But I had a had a few years off. Um, in between. Um, because I've been, kind of, yeah, I've been doing CrossFit for maybe six months. Um, and it, yep. it's, I love it equally as much as I hate it. Yep, yep. it's a weird feeling, it, it never changes. Like, oh, you're, you're always going to have that feeling, yeah, yeah, like it, like it keeps bringing it's you back, hurt. but then it's the worst thing in the way. In the world. Wait, hang on, it was, it's, I've never done a CrossFit, so it's, a, it's hard to go or. No, it's hard no, no, when you're it, there. no. Like, you want to go, so you finish it, and you're so fucking, oh, so fucking glad it's over. <laughs> but then you, you can't. Oh shit! You can't, are you still there, Michael? Yeah, there we go. Yeah, right. yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. sorry. We got we got a little message on the computer. Um, you, yeah, you're so stoked it's finished, but then you're like, that felt awesome, and you're super sore, and you're like, oh my god. But then you think about, oh, I want to go back. And then, but then when you're there, that whole, like for me, it's an hour. I don't know about you, but an hour of like, it's like warm up, sort of strength training, and then like a kind of more cardio stuff. Mm-hmm. Cardio kills me. Um, and you just want it to end, basically. But then when it's done, it's just like, yes, I've done it. And then, yeah, it must be a serotonin hit of something. I don't know. Oh, uh, yeah. There's, proud of yourself, there's definitely proud of yourself like dopamine out of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just. No, it's just it, you do feel good and you feel better for doing it, particularly the mornings when I've done because mine starts. I have a six a.m. one that I do. Um, and you just feel great and it's, and sore, but then and then you go and then you start and then it's shit and then it's great and then you go and then you know. That's interesting because my dad always my dad was a runner, right? Um, and he always said that the hardest thing about running was putting your shoes on. Because mm. it's the thought of going, he always enjoyed this run. Um, he, and he, you know, that's a good, um, that's a great point. But this sounds like it's a little bit different. It sounds like it's like a, it's you want to go. It's horrific whilst you're there and you love it afterwards. Is that you both? Are you both saying the same there? Yeah, pretty much. I am. Yeah, yeah. Are you paired um, up? Do you pair up sometimes? 
sometimes yeah it, it depends it's it always changes um i don't know like i i don't really I, i'm probably different to a lot of people um I'm, I'm kind of crazy. I, I don't have an issue, you know, getting myself out of bed and getting there and that sort of stuff. Um, usually for me, it's afterwards, like for the rest of the day, I'm like, what the hell am I doing? I can't oh. walk. And, oh, really? Um, yeah, yeah. So like, and and then, you know, while I'm there, it's pretty painful as well, obviously. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I'm a lightweight. I, I don't know. I'm only I'm only lifting tiny tiny weights, so I'm probably not feeling this. Sorry, I'm I'm a little fella. I'm probably lifting tiny weights too. Yeah. When you first, you probably lift more than me already. No, I doubt it. When you, I first, mean, yes, but I guess I do. <laughs> when you first started, is it like, is it like walking? Did you feel? What did you feel like walking into the room, going, "Oh, I'm going to do CrossFit"? You must because you've heard all this. I've never been across. I've only heard people talk about, and it's cultish, right? People are well, they love it. They absolutely love it. It. it have you walked into a gym? Yeah. Yeah, first time you walk into the gym, you feel like an absolute weirdo. Like, Even have I walked to the gym? Look at me. <laughs> yeah, all right. Um, but you do. You, you don't know what you're doing. But, but like, see, for me, my CrossFit group, I'm guessing Michael's, yours is the same. They're, they're really welcoming. Everyone's encouraging. You, you're all kind of... You have one there. instructor? One instructor, generally. And, and a group and of how many? For me, they... And they... Oh, it depends. It could be five. Oh. could be 20. Okay. Um... And you just go through the routine and they kind of keep you going and, you know, maybe correct technique as you're going or, you know, Brenda, maybe do this. Actually, I liken it a little bit to golf, golf swings. So with some of the lifting, they, they kind of go, well, do this, but bend here and do that and do that. And then it's like, fuck. Like constant little corrections. Well, to, well so much stuff. I mean, this is because I'm only fairly fresh to it, but so many kind of things and then you, you have too much in your head and anyway, I'll fuck it up. <laughs> So why why was it CrossFit Michael? Like why did um, why that? Uh, we I I think like we were just going to a normal gym and then the um the trainers there went off and started their own CrossFit box and we kind of got dragged along to that. Um, yep. So you got just, just fell into it really. Yep. Yep. Um, and yeah, like you know, there's some some fun stuff there that you you can't do in a normal gym um you know a lot of the gymnastic stuff and even the olympic lifting you can't really do that in a normal gym you get frowned upon a bit so um it's yeah it's just just fun um where are you something a bit different and you, you should come hats come with me i should i should you get a, a free week trial <laughs> with my group okay come you, on you're on a, you're on a referral commission are you no. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, is it, if it plays, if it pays in stats, I'll come. The um, if where, have you have you always been aware of this, like um, be, like have have you looked at your, I kind of guess looked at your own life holistically and gone, okay, well, there's like these seven angles, and I'm this is what I'm going to do for health. This is what I'm going to do for work. This is what I'm going to do for or or have you just sort of these these of the things sort of come together and they're all sort of sharing a similar theme. This resilience to me seems like the theme. Yes. Across, and there's, a, there's more. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it was it was never a conscious thing. Um, it's just, I guess, my my interests and it just, yeah, all, all sort of came together that actually this is what I'm doing. Um, I, n I never really sat down and thought I need to solve these areas of my life or anything like that. Um, mm -hmm. It's just, yeah just just happened but what, okay so when you sat and wrote this article 
did you, when you were thinking, what, what were you, what was it like when you're going, oh, was there like a, a dawning when you're going, oh yeah, I do do all these things or what, yeah. like. Yeah, like I, I started thinking about it and um, the more I thought about it, yeah, like each each area sort of popped in and I, I probably could have gone into a lot of other areas in, in the article. Um, don't ask me about them now because I'll have to spend some time <laughs> thinking about them. But, um, yeah, like just, just the more I thought about it, every sort of aspect of my life did to some degree um, work towards being anti-fragile, I guess. Um, so you also there's probably three we haven't covered and that were in the article. Um, you've got skills and knowledge development and dependency and mindset, and then you've got the income and finance, right? So let's go to the income and finance last, but let's do the other ones first, if we if you don't mind, just because then we can naturally move on to the the Bitcoin stuff if if, you, if that's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, the skills and knowledge development. What's 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 that? So it, I mean, it probably comes with doing the farming stuff um to a degree that you know there's always something broken that you have to fix or or whatever um and i i suppose in general um you know it, it's very handy to be able to fix things when they're broken or do whatever needs to be done whereas most people these days will just straight away they just go and pay someone to do whatever it happens to be. Um, if you can do these things yourself, you when 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 those skilled people aren't available, you you're not stuck. Um, you know, so that that can get you out of a lot of jams really in yeah. in everyday life. And when as I said in the article, when things go tits up, um, so it's it's something that, you know, covers a lot of areas there's a lot of stuff that you you can learn um so really you need to be constantly just teaching yourself new things in various different areas um do you mind me asking what what was school like for you like school and and and, and further education if you went on to do that did did you do that and or, or have you always been a more practical I, I, guy I slept through most of school. Yep. Um, got kicked out a few times. Yep. Um, yeah. So that that was not not really the ideal place for me. Um, I I didn't really learn the way they taught. Um, it just yeah just really wasn't me. Um, I did go off and do secondary. I, I went to uni afterwards, and um, it was quite a while afterwards. But um, it it was really just to you know, get, get the bit of paper when I was, um, in the mindset of, uh, you know, climb, climb the ladder, ladder and having the bit of paper will get me a better job and blah, blah, blah. Um, so I, you know, I, I went and did that, but it wasn't really something that I, I gained knowledge out of, if that makes sense. Um, I just went there to tick the boxes and I, I, yeah, I suppose I learned how to write essays. Um, yeah which I'd, I'd never really done anything like that before. So it, it gave me that skill. Um, but yeah, it was really just going there and getting the bit of paper and that was it, job done. Yeah, so where I, what I kind of want to ask is, um, 
there's there is so much content there's so much content available online now and you can um you can teach yourself everything like within reason i mean i don't really yes, want to go no, to a brain it's surgeon that learned on youtube i reckon you could but maybe maybe you, maybe yeah um but is it fair to say that for people who the school system was just for whatever reason not quite their thing those people are are finding this the, the, well those people but also the ones that have got no problem with learning it just was just the environment of the learning was the problem that the like the the youtube or or other services now have just opened up everything and if you want to know anything you can just go find out and just dig and dig and dig and dig and dig and never get to the bottom of is that what you do you have you found that for yourself i mean that's yeah that's that's the way i learn basically um it's it's what i do i mean it probably doesn't work the same for everyone um some people are just sitting on centrelink payments instead mm. um but yeah like it, there is literally so much content and it, even you know if you if you learn with videos or if you learn by reading or whatever you know it, it's all out there so yeah you can you can really teach yourself anything um and you may not get to the the level of, of being able to sell those services or whatever skills that you teach yourself but it's it's certainly going to be good enough to get by um and you know then you can if if you want to go down that path you can look at other ways to to get better improve at whatever the skill happens to be um like for example i, I told myself to weld the other other week and uh. um you know it, it it looks horrible and whatever but it, it does the job so uh, uh, i certainly uh, wouldn't be I feel like any money from it. at this point right uh, okay. this is the conversation we're having when we did that we just had a break right um Brenda, Brenda have the, I and mean, i were having this conversation that we are such beta males that we don't do enough of these things like we do um like when you just you get to the end of the day you just want to just veg on the sofa or something because you're just exhausted so and so that you can regenerate for the next day yeah Whereas Michael's sitting there going, I'm going to teach myself to weld. Weld, yeah. Like, so what is it? Why is that? What What is that? Is it just because it's a, is it just because you've got a practical need for the welding and you're like, I'm going to do this, I don't have to pay another guy to do it? Or you genuinely just want to know um, how to do something? Um, bit of both. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I do do, a, you know, when I need to, I'll go and lay down on the lounge and not move until I need, you know, until I'm done. Um, so I, I definitely do have plenty of downtime. Um, but I, I guess with learning new stuff, it, it's always a trade-off of, you know, is, is it going to be valuable for me to learn this now? Can I use it in the future or is it just going to be easier to pay someone else to do it? And then it's done. Um, and I guess with welding as an example, it's something that's it's come up a, a few times in the past. Oh, this thing's broken. Yeah. I it'd be really handy if I could weld, but I can't weld. I don't have a welder. Blah blah yeah. blah. But it's you know the sort of thing that I'm not going to take it and pay someone because it's it's just not worth the effort or not worth the the cost of it. Um, so that that sort of skill, it's it seems like you know it makes sense to teach myself to to do that. So, so I had something that I wanted to do and got all the equipment, did some, some research and started going at it and, you know, finished the job 
and then I, I moved on to the next job to see if I could get better at it. Yeah. I had, I had a go at welding once with a, a couple of mates and, um, we obviously you, you try to practice welding with a couple of bits of metal. And then what we did was we actually weld or draw pretty much try to draw with the welder. I don't know if it was a MIG or an arc welder or whatever. Um, anyway this mate of mine drew a dick drew a penis <laughs> and then forgot that he'd done it because we were on the turps and then he's picked up the bit of metal <laughs> where the penis was <laughs> and literally oh he's got the scalded a dick into his hand that's why i'll never weld um we have this um so twitter has this or Bitcoin Twitter has that we've we've, be, we've all become such sort of anti-experts because the experts are a lot of the a lot of the, the experts in inverted commas are are actually just frauds. So we've become anti-expert, which I also think is dangerous, right? Because we do need, like, for all that we can all learn new skills, there is a limit to you know how much time we have in the day, and ultimately there are certain things that you know if you need. You know, if you want a heart surgeon or whatever it is, you probably should go see a heart surgeon and not yeah. Well, don't know, Brendo up the road because yeah. you learned to watch a YouTube video. So where's the cutoff? Is my point. Like how how do you determine what's your what's going to be something you can learn and what, how do you and where do we say okay, well, all right, well I can I can accept that I'm never going to be a physio. So if I need a physio, I'll just go find a guy with skills. Well, don't trust verify can only go so far. Yes, yes. So how far? Is the question, I guess. Yeah. Hmm. Where would you Where would you um, stop? Like, and it's going to be different for everybody. But where would you stop? Do you have you thought about that? That's a That's a tough question. Sorry, I just landed it on you. Just, question. I just, I did just <laughs> think of it. Um, yeah. Um, um. I mean, I I guess different people will learn different things or, um, you know, not everyone can, can do everything. Some people won't understand programming and, you know, their brain won't work that, that way. Um, so there's really not much point them trying to teach themselves if, if they're just going to be shit at it. Um, so I, I guess, you know, knowing your own limitations is probably a handy thing. Um, yep. With intellectual stuff, so like you were saying about, you know, the experts, there's there's probably a lot of people that tend to just palm off knowledge or research to, to other people. Oh, that's going to take too much time, too much effort. So I'll just, you know, go with what they say. Um, and and I think that's, that's pretty dangerous. Um, because I mean, we've all seen where where that leads. Listening to the experts too much. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it, it's it's probably something that you you take on a, a case by case basis. But um, yeah, intellectual stuff. I think everyone needs to be thinking for themselves a lot more um, when it comes to to physical skills. Yeah, sure. You know there is only so much time in a day and so many things you can teach yourself. So um, it, it kind of comes down to your personal discretion as to what you 
want to or can achieve. And then maybe if you have, we have this asset that's potentially going up forever, um, all that mm. actually does is, yeah, you can sit back and revel in the glory of how clever you were, or you can realize that you, what it's actually given you is time to yes. do all the things yep. that maybe you thought you might give a give a go, have a go at yep. at some stage. Um, I, I saw a tweet today from a guy, uh, Money Ninja, right? And it said, the tweet was good because it was like, do you ever worry that hyper-Bitcoinization won't happen because the majority of humans on the planet are just too stupid to understand it? Um, yeah, I have worried about that a lot. Um, but I've sort of come to the conclusion that um, that most people don't know how to do most, most things, right? You don't know how your cooker works, not really. You, you don't know how your radio works. You don't know how the internet works. You don't know how... You know, most things you don't know how they actually, you don't know how your car works. Um, so, but you just, you, you just trust that it works. And they're, mm. um, and that's okay for the, for the vast majority, I think for the majority of things. I'll be down. But I think we just have to be individually thinking critically about, thinking about everything really. And then thinking, okay, well, yeah, I've thought about that. I've thought that through and I think that's okay to pass that um, decision making on to this guy. Because I've gone and looked at what he's done in the past or whatever it might be does that make sense i think so like um i just don't know like we we can't all become like um we can't all do everything right um mm. you know you can't be everything to everyone and everybody we all just have to be aware of like knowing like you said knowing your own limitations um knowing what you're even interested in even that's a good start knowing what you're not interested in is an even better start probably because then you just okay well all of those things I can probably go find somebody that's interested because they're probably going to be better than me um, but um, but all, uh, yeah but always questioning as well so you yes. know if, if there's people out there saying well this is how things should be as long as you're questioning why you know and you get a sufficient answer that or one that uh, you're like a satisfied common sense with test, yeah at least no, yeah, yeah. at least yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think um, when it when it comes to the money, um, probably a lot more people need to because it because it's such a, a fundamental layer of of our society and and the way everything functions. Um, a lot more people need to understand it. Yeah, they don't necessarily need to understand all the intricacies and and when it comes to Bitcoin, the technical details so much, but they need to understand it conceptually how yes. it works. Um, so yeah, people Why should be definitely and, and questioning functions, and then you can just use yeah. it. Yeah. Um, mm. Let me ask you this: I met a guy the other day. Just, I would like to know how this makes you feel, if you don't mind. So I met a guy the other day who I met him on a Friday. It's the Craig David song or something. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I <met him> on <laughs> who? <laughs> you remember Craig David? Yeah, I do. Oh, I yeah, do. you're old. Yeah. Um, and um, uh, and yeah, he was on his way to the supermarket, right? And he hadn't been... He, he had no money, right? Wasn't a homeless guy, perfectly normal. Monday or Monday oh, okay, or Tuesday? Friday. 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 That's why I said Friday. Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, you don't listen at all, do you? Well, you messaged me on a Monday about it. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, sorry. okay, okay, okay. So he he hadn't... Uh, yeah, I met him on the... He was on his way to the supermarket. He hadn't eaten since Wednesday. 
he, guy with a job and a house and a normal person, nice guy. Um, his his wages were due in on the Thursday, and he hadn't been paid. They, they hadn't gone through on the Thursday, and they'd finally come through on the Friday, and that's why he was off to. So, so this guy hadn't eaten in what nearly forty eight hours. Mm. Um, now, okay, the the wages not coming through. That's not his fault, but it, but the but he was planning to run out of money on the Wednesday and be paid on the third. Can you imagine living so close to the, so close to the line? Yeah. Like, can you also say where he went and what he went to buy? I have no idea. He was going to the supermarket. You told me. Oh, oh, and and also he was getting smokes. Yeah, exactly. So so that was the other thing, right? But yeah, yeah, okay, sorry. That was the, but so yeah, yeah, ridiculous. But how, as a guy who, who, places a big emphasis on resilience how does that make you feel i was petrified for the man yeah yeah um i mean with without wanting to to judge him too much and and that sort of thing he was a nice guy yeah no no judgment yeah yeah but just the decision you do have to ask like you know a how he ended up in that situation and b why the fuck he hasn't got himself out of it yeah, that's that's really what it is. Like, I mean, and you know, it, we we don't know we don't know him. We don't know what his life situation is. And yes. some people do get stuck in holes and they literally can't get themselves out of. But it doesn't sound like the case for this guy. Um, well, you why would you not, like that? not buying smokes? And that's me saying that. You know That's what I mean? it. What are, the, what are they now, like 50 bucks a pack or something? I don't even know. What uh, well, 30 bucks for a pack of 20s, probably. Well, well, it depends. 30 to 40 bucks, basically, for a pack. Yeah. Yeah. Terrible. So, fucking terrible. So so you you take that 30 or 40 bucks. Let's say he's buying one pack a week, which is probably not true. Uh, but, yeah, um, no, unlikely. You know, take that and you go and buy... Buy buy thirty dollars worth of seeds. I was going to say seeds. That's exactly you know, what I was maybe thinking. Maybe some some compost or whatever. Yeah, you can nice. say start simple. He's he's got you know just a, a little balcony or something, so he doesn't have a big property. So you get some compost and you get some seeds, grow some herbs. You can I, can sell... I throw a library public library reference here? So we actually have a seed library, and a lot of libraries do this as well. So you can get free organic seeds from public libraries. No cost. Nice. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, if cool. your library the down there... you've said something where somebody's got a pen out. Oh. <laughs> if your library doesn't do it, get, they get it happening. Well, that's really good. It's it is really, good. It's it a is really good. good thing. Yeah. Have you, you're outside your library. There's actually a little... like You can get you can go pick chilies yep. straight off the plant outside yep. the library. Yep. Just, I assume you can just take them. We were, the, we were the first, or sorry, the second library in Australia to do it. And we have a lot of libraries that are kind of going, oh, yeah, let's, we want to do this. How do you do it? So that's, that's what it should be. It's a community um, um, yeah. resource. And people share, that, like seed savers bring seeds in, and it's great. It's fantastic. So if somebody has, okay, so let's just do quickly you, go. Sorry, sorry, Michael, please go on. I was, I was just going to say, do you think that um, libraries are doing that because, you know, books are kind of dying? So they're just trying to do other things to get people in 100 percent. well i was gonna say triggered but no 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 no, absolutely so it it, it's a it's a funny beast right so um 
Yes, like uh, loans are declining of physical books. E-books and e-audio, they're going up because people are on devices and they're just doing, you know, they're putting things on the in the car or whatever. Um, but libraries have been dying since the 80s. I said this to Bodog the other day. Yep. Um, so, like... The whole industry has constantly been reinventing itself, trying trying to get people engaged and all that kind of stuff. But st- statistically, um, people in financially hard times turn to libraries because they can't afford to buy books, they can't afford to get movies, they can't afford to use... You know, they might have yeah. to cancel their internet or they can't buy a new computer because theirs died. So they come in. <clears throat> so you, so uh, you, what, you're not saying no. Are you <clears throat> seeing that in the library now? Yes. No, like, no, no. We've always seen that. That's no, but no, but I'm talking about the, the this this recent since, since oh, probably no, COVID no, no, stimulus no. has stopped. Oh, no, not not yet. Not really. It's hard. Well, it's not something you can really quantify. Okay. Um, but like people always, there's always a community or section of the community that value libraries. There's always a section that doesn't. People like say the three of us that can afford the internet, can afford, you know, whatever, don't necessarily need them, but they're there's people like oldies, right, that that don't have computers, don't have the internet. They are forced online. I've said this before, I'm sure. Forced online by government services like um, MyGov and all that kind of stuff. <clears throat> they have they have no idea what they're doing. What 90-year-old who's never touched a computer, who now has to go to MyGov, like what are they going to do? Yeah. They, ha- they come to a library because we help them get on and they do the stuff that they need to do, then they move on. Um. Yeah, so is that gonna is it gonna is a library gonna reinvent itself as a as a different in a whole different function then, or is it constantly trying to do that? Is it is, a, is it going to die? Is what really the question, or is it going to reinvent well, itself, become something better? No, well, will it? I don't know. Should it? Never, because there's always going to be somebody who can't do the shit they need to do in this kind of modern society, and always people that can't afford. Um, basic, you know, human rights of learning. Lifelong learning is a huge thing. People want to learn. They yep. want to research. They want to do all these things. <clears throat> How do they do that? <clears throat> you, you go on YouTube, sure. So I agree with you, but the question just becomes: Does it have to be something that's provided for by the state, or does it, or could it be done in the same way as a, like a community um, farming initiative set, set up? Like, is, yeah, that, is yeah, that the potential? Uh, yeah, t- totally. But but someone has to um, fund that, I suppose. Unless it's like a like a neighbourhood kind of, you know, uh, street library or something, which which are popping up everywhere everywhere mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, let's. How do we get to the libraries, man? I don't know. You're always trying to twist things. I to get didn't. To libraries. I didn't. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. Me, sorry. Okay, we've we've, we've, we've jumped I, around this. I feel joking. like I feel like we need to go to Vault Pay. To be honest. Yeah. Well, well, that's where I'm trying to get to. Yeah, so okay, let's go. Okay. Let's go the um, income finances then Vault Pay. Um, so that's the income finances part. Is is that's as part of your article as well? Um, and I guess yep. that feeds into the what you're trying to do with Vault Pay. So, um, talk us through that, Michael. Um. Yeah, so so in, in the article, I kind of break it down as one, earn more than you spend. Um, so that's that's pretty simple. And I think a lot of Bitcoiners will get that um, straight off the bat. Yeah. A lot of people 
in in our society these days don't get that and they're spending far more than they earn and living on credit cards and and all that sort of thing um so yeah to me that's that's pretty common sense um as far as anti-fragility goes with income um the the best thing you can do is not not rely on one single source um you know earn earn money from multiple places have small amounts coming in try and you know get passive income if you can and various things um so basically so if if one thing collapses you you've still got something else to fall back on um and then you know you you can always spin up other things to generate more income um i i did to go into a little bit of, of investing stuff and, and that sort of thing but i mean yeah I mean, we we really all know where where that um where that's going we you know we put our money in bitcoin so um you know everyone can do what they want to do with that really um yeah so where to from here um oh, well, so what so what is volt pay who is it for um, and what okay. solution? What yep. solution is it solving, in your in your opinion? Yeah. Well, actually, so, sorry. Before so, before you yep. go there, what made you go or identify a need for for what you're doing with VaultPay? Yeah, yeah. Good point. Yeah. Um. So VaultPay, basically, a, a pretty simple app for merchants to you know sell their their products. Um. I. During, during COVID, you know, things were starting to look pretty scary around here and um, I, I didn't really know where it was all going to go. Um, there was, you know, unvaccinated people were not, not being allowed to go in shops and all, all sorts of things like that. Um, so I, I kind of spun up the idea of we need to have a an economy outside of you know the things that people will be excluded from um so you know in that way parallel economy with bitcoin um works kind of well so that that's one side of it and the other side of it is literally the you know selling at markets um small retail shops and and that sort of thing um with what we do with the farm and that side of, side of it um yeah it it was something that could be pretty useful for us and so that's that's like the, the use case is there still uh is there still a cash economy is there still a, a big cash economy within the, the, the from the farm side of things do people still bring a lot and a cash or are you having to have a you know whatever it might be you know as what's it called a square uh, point of sale yeah, square like a, device all that of... kind of stuff yeah so a lot of our stuff that we do right outside the farm um, is cash. We do get the odd person that forces us to go out there and, um, you know, actually swipe their card sort of thing. But most of the stuff there is cash. Um, in the, the markets that we do, they tend to be more financially what's what's the word they're they're, they're well, well off people so they tend to okay. not carry around cash so much and they pay with cards um so yeah we we do the square thing and yeah. and all of that 
And as a so, I guess um, Vault pays. Sorry, you go. No, no. All I was going to say, and as a, as a merchant, that's there's a cost built into that for the merchant, right? So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you happy to talk about what that is? Are you able to give a ballpark figure in terms of for people what that is? Uh, I I think it's like two point four percent or something um, okay. for for square. Yep. So it's I mean, it's not huge percentage wise but it definitely adds up when you when you're doing you know significant sales for a week you're yeah, yeah. spending a lot of it on paying jack yeah so, <laughs> yeah and if you have um if you have a product that's got a margin of you know 80 <laughs> percent fair enough two is probably okay you can put a two of 2.4 is probably okay if you have if you got a product or a, a service that's um on an eight percent margin all of a sudden, more than twenty five percent of your profit is going to Square. Yeah, you know. So I I read a thing from Greg Foss that he he has a pub. He's got Irish pubs in Canada. Like yeah, he yeah, he's part of a ownership group. And he was saying something. Like he is a he is a. Uh, don't well, the numbers may be slightly out, but he, um he he says they run an efficient pub group, and I think their margins are about fourteen percent. So taking out a two percent is not great, but it's not awful. But when if when he looks at um, he, the, the reason he's got involved with Ibex Mercado, the Guatemala guys, is that um, because they are not in well, he's in Canada, but or the pub groups in Canada, because that's if Visa sees them as a more high risk customer, so their rate of um, fee on the ter- on a terminal is like I think it was either six or eight percent. Wow. So then, if you're running a wow. business with a 12 percent margin, like mm. Visa's taking everything, eating up. Yeah. So so in steps Bitcoin. And here's the solution, right? Or yeah. a one one solution of many, maybe. Um, so what's what's your what's your idea, and and who would you like to see? Who are your ideal customers? I guess. Um. Yeah. So it, it it is. It's fast. It's like really fast, and it's cheap. The lightning transactions are next to nothing. Um. So really, when it comes down to it, businesses can save quite a bit um, going through Lightning. Um, it'd be really cool to get lots of farmers on board selling. Um, I I don't know. It, it'd be cool for us to do some some kind of Bitcoin beef initiative in Australia. Um, yeah. But yeah, for as far as Vault Pay goes. Um, I think a lot of farmers selling at farmers markets and that sort of stuff would be really cool. Um, coffee shops, bars, yeah. all that sort of thing. Um, generally, like retail, yeah, they they could use it, but I think they're they're probably a lot more high maintenance. Um, but I, I definitely like the the cafes and restaurants idea as well. Um, so so gr- you know. grassroots. Yeah, it's yeah. everything. Everything yeah. is a sort of bottom-up movement, isn't it? Yeah, when you actually um, has it, to be, it has it, to be. It, it does, and it, it, it's um, and, but also you're more likely to find, uh, I would think, that if you go step into a farmer's market, that you're going to find more sort of independent thinking, open-minded yeah. people. Yeah, who have because they've they've they themselves have had to step out of the you know the the normal 
supermarket box mm. and do their own thing and, and they, they'll see first they'll first hand see the problems of yeah okay the cash is fine but if i'm having to do it this way i'm losing 2.4 percent every time if there's another way where i can you know claw back some of that percentage into my into my business then that's a benefit every the customer benefits they benefit yeah um, and the only person that doesn't benefit is you know visa or yeah square or whoever it might be um i mean lightning Lightning is still very early, but the the distance it's travelled and <laughs> yeah, Bitcoin's early. Well, right, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So yeah, exactly. So Bitcoin's early. Lightning is well, yeah, exactly. It's but it's growing at a, a you know a, an absolute oh. um, you know, exponential rate. So what have you? Are you actively looking for customers just now, or do you have people coming to you, or how, how does that work just now? I'm, at the moment, I'm still focused on on building the app more. Um, there's a lot of stuff that I want to build out. Um, I've I've got a small number of of businesses using it, but I'm not really out there pushing it just yet. Um, so I yeah, I, I really want to get it quite polished and um, there's there's a big difference between showing this thing to to Bitcoiners that already understand the technology and how it's yeah. supposed to work and that sort of thing than going to someone that owns a, a cafe and mm. firstly explaining Bitcoin to them and then mm. con convincing them you should use this app instead of what you're used to yes. because it's going to save you a bit of money. Um, so, yeah, like it, it really needs to be quite slick before I get out there and really start pushing it. Like the user interface needs to be so simple that you don't, even have to explain the Bitcoin point of it to people. Like, um, if if it looks just like something they're already familiar with, then you're kind of halfway there, I guess. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you can't surely can't sell it as an, a a replacement for what they have, but as a complementary um, interface for yeah. people that come in that want to buy, spend Bitcoin or pay with Bitcoin. Yeah, I mean, big picture at the I, moment. At, at the moment, the transition, um, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's yeah. But if if I got my way and am able to achieve everything that I want to achieve, um, it would be a replacement. Oh um, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, I yeah. mean, ultimately, I think all the three of us all think that's where we're going. Oh, totally. Uh, but, it's but just you, that we have to get there, right? It's but like, you can't rock up to a cafe no, and say, no. "See that that Westpac FPOS machine? Yeah, fuck it off." <laughs> yeah, because because all the customers that come in, that's all they have. Right? Yeah, that's right. But exactly. But if you have, and it's, I've noticed that a little bit too, is particularly when people meet Bitcoiners in person, when you get into these sort of Bitcoin meetups or the, the Bush Bash type stuff, when people, because generally we all probably sit at home and hodl our Bitcoin, but when you get into that environment and you're surrounded by other people who are trying to do things, I mean, you, you did it out of the boot of a car. You spent Bitcoin oh yeah i did with somebody yes I, who it doesn't matter <laughs> we don't want to don't and, talk and so what did i buy or her or they or maybe yeah, you know yeah. whatever they, satoshi um, yeah satoshi but you bought something I because did. you're in that environment we were all spending money on beer in the pub because we're in that environment and like you want to, you genuinely want to support people you want to spend it yeah the yeah i mean we i bought was, i bought a flashlight a flashlight <laughs> 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 um so you do and it's like Eventually, the the uh, eventually we're like 
it's if it's we're, eventually we're all going to start spending this thing but we're going to spend it ho i hope i think and i hope is we're all going to start spending this on things that we genuinely value and that might be like mm. quality food or Flesh you lights. know or <laughs> or um whatever it doesn't matter yeah. you might, that's whatever's important yeah. to you Brenda. whatever's <laughs> important to you um but we i mean do you spend or are you a spender of bitcoin right now yourself um only for testing purposes purposes i i have like i, I bought coffee and and that sort of stuff but yeah it's, it's not my main thing that i spend yeah. um it's i mean it's not that easy to spend at the moment not that many people or merchants accept it um so i i would i would probably put in the the effort and the extra cost at the moment to to do it um just because that's where i think things need to go yeah if i i think i think if we don't eventually get to that point then bitcoin will probably die so you know. yeah so you have to be the guy who mm. be the change mm. or whatever like right well, we will all die on this hill though well, I'll I'll definitely die. We'll go down with our Bitcoin. <laughs> like I'm not. It's not like I'm some some hero. I'm just gonna die on the hill because I'm so exposed on the hill. <laughs> Somebody's gonna shoot me. Um, but um, but I, I'm happy to. Like if that's for, if that's what it is to be, that's what it's to be. Yeah. Which is a wild way of like go back a few years and if you you're you, I'm gonna say these sort of things. You sound like an absolute lunatic. But yeah. So in my experience, since March or February 2020. Mm -hmm. Bitcoiners have not been wrong. And again, I've said it before. Well. Well. I disagree. Well, put your face in the mic. Sorry, I do disagree. I disagree with... I, I think there is also a problem in blind, blindly following Bitcoin maxis over the hill. Right? That That, that, that is also... Um, uh, this, that, that just, this critical thinking we're all talking about using... If we just go and throw it at Bit, you know, well, there's the Bitcoin. We trust the Bitcoiners, so let's just walk over the hill behind. Pick your famous Bitcoiner, Udi, that you like. Udi, no, <laughs> not a fan. But um, like, I don't know. It doesn't matter. Anyway, any famous like walk. So we have to like. I I do disagree with you know s strong proponents of Bitcoin that I like on several topics. Happy to talk about them another time. But but the point is. That's 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 okay. Yeah, no. I sorry. want them. I want. I want that to be the case. But as far no, sorry. What I mean is, is the trajectory of the economy over the last couple of years. I in, mean, in inflation, all that kind of stuff. Uh, they're right. I mean, yeah, the big picture. They've stuff, been right. Big picture stuff. It's macro. Dirt. Sorry, that's what I meant. Yeah, I mean, but big picture stuff. I'm yeah. not saying fucking. I don't know. Nick Carter. I will not be following Nick Carter over mm, the hill. Yeah. My star will continue to fall. Oh, uh, what's that song? What's the song? <laughs> we were singing it before. Um, the um, so here here's a question for you then, Michael. So, um, since we're just we're just ranting at this end, we are. Um, sorry. What do you time scale wise? What what do you see in the next? What what would be a a good outcome in the next two years? In, 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 for Bitcoin, for Lightning, for Bitcoin, for your business? What would that be? Do you know? Um, ultimately, um, 
I'll, I'll, I'll land some funding. So okay. that's, that's really where it needs to happen. Um, and then can really gain a lot more momentum by putting together a team. Um, I'm doing everything myself okay. and it's, it's pretty hard to do everything yourself. Yeah. Um, so two years time, you know, get people out there visiting merchants and mm-hmm. forcing them to adopt. Um, some, something really cool that like somebody else put the thought in my head, but as well as being able to accept Bitcoin in, in this app, it would be cool to be able to accept dollars. Um, yeah. So then I can be the replacement for that Westpac terminal. Um, and at the same time, encourage merchants to be, hey, put 50% of your sale into Bitcoin instead. So not only would Bitcoin be flowing around in the economy with Bitcoin and spending it, um, but we'd be also bringing in more money from from outside, from the dollars with merchants that we managed to orange pill and then they convert that into Bitcoin. Um, so that's that's probably... Yeah, two years time. That's probably something that is barely achievable. Um, how many merchants? I don't really know. I'd like all of them. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yes. Don't know if I'll get there. Nice. That's a great target. Um, so I have. Sorry, I'm taking a top up to my to my glass of wine. Um, whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, go. I, I I loved the answer. The I loved the honesty of that last answer. Is like what, like funding. Right, that's that's great. What if somebody's listening right now that's thinking, I want to help because Bitcoiners help. That's one thing I've noticed. Right, mm. we have not had a single person where one of us has DM'd and said, "Mate, as long as you come with a level of humility of, you know, I'm doing this. Would you be willing to look at this for me or consider that for me or or well, come on speak the pod, to us a podcast whatever, yeah. or something like that?" And not a sing. Is there been a single instance of somebody oh, saying no? By dog. All right, but that's just that's, that's you. That's your issue. Um, we have a troll. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Brendo, Brendo has a troll. It's hilarious. Um, okay, so and Bitcoiners are, I mean, for all that this toxicity thing gets thrown around, when the hum, when the humble question comes in or their humble ask comes in, people step up. So if people, if you you're saying you're a, te- a one man band. Um, and that will that'll need to be a team, and you're seeing funding. What practically could somebody do for you today that would actually be helpful, that would further things for Bitcoiners in Australia? Um, the the immediate thing is probably testing. The more people I can get testing things, the the better. Um. Marketing slash no, not marketing, but um, you know the design slash marketing side of things is probably the biggest area that I lack in. Um, and then on top of that, sales getting out. Oh, sorry, when you say that, you don't them. you don't mean within user interface. You mean on like a Twitter profile or something? Is that what you mean? Um, that website, okay. you know, just various bits and pieces. Um brochures and 
stuff like that, you know. Okay. Um, gen general graphic design type things. Um, and, yeah, then the biggest one is getting out, knocking on doors, convincing people that that they want to use this app and that people will, will spend sats and, you know, there's there's actually a use case for it. Where does that person or people, where do they need to be? Do you need them to be somewhat local to you so that you guys can know or can that person be somewhere no, else? In any, it? Is it anywhere. Australia. Are I we mean, talking Australia? Or are we talking anywhere? I, I, I think Australia is a good test bed, um, yep. but re- realistically, anywhere, um, it's a big world, and nice. everyone needs to be using Bitcoin. So, yeah, Australia is a good place to start because that's where we are. Um, it's such an op- it's such an opportunity for people. I mean. Um, you see some of these, obviously we, we probably all consume quite a lot of content that comes out of the States because um, one, the language is the same and two, it's it's a more active, uh, there's a bigger population, but there's a more active Bitcoin community, right? So if the community is the right word. Um, but I look at some of the things that are happening there and you're like, oh, we need that. We need that. We yeah. need that. Yeah, fuck that. Um, Lolly, look- strike. I mean, you're doing a very similar yeah. strike thing, yeah? So you could be Australia's strike, no? I mean, to to a degree, yes. I, I, I guess the, the merchant stuff that Strike is doing is kind of tacked on to their, their product later, um, whereas they tackled it from, you know, the, the buying side. Um, and so, you know, they've, they've set up their app as a, a consumer wallet that makes it really easy to have dollars and Bitcoin at the same time sort of thing. Yeah. Um, so it is, yeah, I, I really think that is something that we do need in Australia. Um, something that could probably be pretty easy to put together. And the, the hardest part about it is Austrack and, you know, all, all the laws around dealing with dollars. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, is that other? Is that do you need skills there? From is there somebody else out there that could help with regards to that as well? Is that would some? I'm just if somebody's oh, listening to this. Probably. Some, I mean, yeah. Um, I'm sure, I'm asking. Like, I'm I'm not unashamedly asking. You you might not want to, but I'll I'll do it for you. Happily do it. Um, this is something Australia needs. Yeah. And um, if there's somebody out there with the skills that are yeah. just wants or to see, the capital or the cap, absolutely. Um, that wants to see things get better in Australia for Bitcoiners, these are the times that you have to step up. Every, every time somebody, if you know, if, if Perth Heat baseball team goes full Bitcoin, you need to get in there and buy a shirt. If mm. if Owen goes um, selling his beef for Bitcoin, you need to get in there and buy his beef. Mm. And it's fucking easy, people. You You just go, you buy the thing because you would have bought it anyway, and you go stack, you, you stack, hodl, spend, replace. Stack, mm. hodl, spend, replace. That is it. Because um, you create the circular community, you create the circular economy that um, we're, we all, we're all wanting to see, mm. but none of us are doing, right? Yeah. Um, you don't have, you could spend 1% of your Bitcoin that you're stacking. That's okay. <laughs> That's, you're still going to be fine. 
Yeah. You're going to be fine. Yeah. You've got 27,000 sats your average in the future. You've got 270,000 sats your completely average on the original, you know, 221 million. So that's like, so spend 10 bucks, spend 100 bucks, and then you're you're better than average and then start thinking about building more and spending to to create the community you want to see. Well, I'm, I think I'll call out Greg Foss. Okay. He should invest in vault pay. Foss, Greg Foss. You, you heard it here first. Call him out. Sure. Um, because he has. He's back. He is back. He has. Well, he's back looking glass. He's back to Ibex Mercado. He, he's he's this type of person who, who could. Yeah. Um, and Australia, but Australia has them too. Um, My DMs are open. DMs are open. Um, well, that's... Yeah. You know Greg. Hit him up. I, I don't know Greg, but Daz knows Greg, so <laughs> Daz hit him up. Um, so... Um, are you thinking about coming along to Bush Bash? Um, yeah, I'll probably try and get to. Is it Marundi? Yes, November. No, the next one. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the, yeah, the next so one is you. I'll, the I'll next one is you. That. Pun. No, that's yeah, yeah. No, that's like next week. Yes, yeah, that's like next week. Yeah, yeah. At the end yeah. of the month. That's yeah, yeah. that's my birthday, and I'll be down south in the cold. So that's out. But no yeah, oh, the one after that. So sure. I know where you live, and I know your approximate birthday. Oh dear! I, I think we might. Yep. I think we might yep. blog. I think we might beep that one out. That may be the one little edit. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, the uh, yeah. So okay, not a Yupin, but hopefully Morundi. Um, and I think the Beechworth tends to be round about March for the Victorians. Yeah, I'd like to see one over in South Australia. No pressure, Justin Daniel. Um, South Australia. Yeah, because I, I think that we could have another one. Why not? Why? Why, why not? Okay. Well, why South Australia and not Northern Territory? Well, why, well just because I know someone that could oh. be be pressured into to to doing something about that. Um, but um, but yeah, everywhere we need this needs to happen everywhere. So, um, we should do one here. Go out to Six Strings and definitely some There's some a, uh, some Wagyu, some locally brewed beer. I'm, I'm so, so do one where exactly, Mike? <laughs> <Okay. laughs> I'll, I'll send you a link. <laughs> but um, yeah, the meet, the meetup is great. The meetup is great, oh, and I feel I feel I'm devastated. I'm going. I'm not going up to UPN. I really wanted to. Um, but um, yeah, I so can I? Well, I, I, so I'm not afraid to ask, and I'm going to ask of you. Can you please come along tomorrow and and demonstrate this for people yes. in a in a in a I don't know, however long you want, I guess. Well, I'm sure Wes and... and uh, After a few beers, yeah. I, I don't really do the, the public speaking thing too much, so yeah, I'll... Um, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, Hats will do it, he can't shut up. <laughs> harsh, harsh but probably fair. Um, yeah, well, that would be, it'd be great to... I would love to see this in person. I'd love to just, just have a play around, um, and I'm sure other people would too. Yeah, awesome. okay, give people a shout out to where can they go, if they want to go test, if they want to go... Um, read your Twitter or something like that, or your we- website. Give us, give people a shout out. Um, what do we do? There's, there's mine, which is T A L E J, um, and then there's the app, which is, I think the handle is Vault Pay app. You think it's your handle, it man? Is. You should know. Yeah, <laughs> I set it up a while ago. Let me check. I'll, you keep talking. I'll check. Um. Um, yeah, that's that's about it. Um, but yeah, um, the the website voltpay.app 
and you can grab the app from there. It's in both of the app stores. Um, or if you don't do the app store thing for Google, if you're a, a Graphene user or whatever, just let me know and I can get you a an unofficial app store version. Nice. Um, That's cool. I should should actually put a link to that on the website, but you know, too many other things to do. <laughs> but your D, but DMs um, are open if that is somebody's. Yeah, somebody's DMs back. are open, and it is Volt Pay app at Volt Pay app on Twitter. Guys, go have a look. Yep, and um, support your Bitcoiners. Big um, time, Michael. Thank you. Appreciate you taking thank the you. time. Nice, nice to meet you, mate. And hopefully, no we can buy you a beer with um, Lightning in a bar in somewhere near mm. your home that we won't mention. Marandai. <laughs> okay, we'll It'll be Marandai for sure. Yep. Yep. All right, buddy. So around November. All right. Around so November. Thanks, mate. Awesome. Thanks a lot. Cheers. Bye bye.